Thank you for tuning in to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast about Christians living a Christian life in a very unchristian world. On tonight's podcast, we talk about Jesus. Do all Christians believe the same thing? We'll discuss this with our special guest, Hannah Bryson. Welcome to Spiritual Debriefing. I am Daniel Meadows. And I am Randy Bryson. What's up, Randy? Who's beside you? Who is beside me? Hannah. This is my daughter, Hannah, and she'll be our maybe special guest tonight. (laughs) She's special for sure. (laughs) Hi, Hannah. How old are you? Hi. How old are you, Hannah? I'm nine. 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 The youngest. Making me old. Yeah. So who you got beside you? Who do I got beside me? What's his name? You tell him. You introduce him. Jetty the Jedi. (laughs) That's a better intro than he does. My special guest, Hannah, because you you weren't going to let her sit at the table. You're correct. You're correct. (laughs) Your guest. Hello, Jed. Hey, Jed. Hey, Randy. And I'm Derek. Hey, Derek. How's it going? Good. (laughs) And then, of course, I'm over here behind all the dials and knobs pushing buttons. This is Ray. And uh, for everyone out there, please like, subscribe to the podcast, uh, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with people you don't know. Just post it around, get this out there to people so they can listen to it and we can spread this word. Uh, You can also find us now on Rumble as well as, you know, YouTube and all the major podcast sites. And if you're having an issue finding us, just send me an email at ray at spiritual debriefing and I'll help you out. Oh, I'm sending you an email right now. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> I've gotten a couple. I'm ignoring those. Yeah. It's spam. It's good to see you, Ray. Yeah, good to see you, Glad you're here. Glad Everybody you're all here. Yeah. yeah, we're all here. Yeah. We're all here tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very nice. With this beautiful weather, we're all here. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> like, this is, is nice. totally shorts weather now, okay, boys? Oh, you yeah. guys, you guys yeah. had to wait like all winter for I it. Did. And I was still wearing shorts and being yeah. the only cool one, but you know, hey. Yeah, because it's get more. Yeah. For some reason, it's cool that your legs don't get cold. Like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. Jeans are just natural for me, though. Like hundred degree, hundred degree weather, I'll still wear jeans. That's yes, just, but we all know you got something wrong with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I'm a youth pastor. And he's not from Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, no, you would take for, those pants off. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I would. I am now in Daniel's camp. Before I wouldn't have, but after being in Hawaii and working in the farm fields, you yeah. have to wear jeans. There's no other oh, yeah. option. You yeah. wear anything else, you're just bleeding. That's right. all you're going to end up doing. <laughs> I bail hay. No, you do see whatever all the, in the shorts. I got scratches, all these rock marks from weeding in my shorts. Yep. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I got yelled at a few times by my wife about weeding with shorts on. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "What? It's warm out here." Yeah, that's the coffee character. fields were rough, man. You can't even. I'd without I'd have to take you there to show you. It's mm. rough. Those things will Same grab way. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Same way. Next Same podcast way. from Hawaii. <laughs> Don't I'm tease game. us with a good yeah, time. Right. <laughs> you might see me in shorts then. Yeah, right. Maybe I'll uh, call them up. Maybe they'll sponsor the trip. Yeah, I wear boots and shorts all the time. I'm not there working. America, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Ask Jen. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you do. <laughs> yep. 
Well, that's our episode so, tonight. We're going to talk about boots and shorts. Who <laughs> right. wears boots Cut and shorts? shorts, that is. <laughs> right. Some call them Daisy Dukes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, oh, just, yeah. We, we don't. Those are Derek shorts. Oh, those are Derek shorts. Gotcha. I was actually, uh, He's got to pay the bill somehow. <laughs> back when I was working at the moving company, there was this guy we were working with who, my brother and I swear, he was like doing some psychological experiment on us. We figured he must have been a, like a billionaire just deciding to come see what normal people live like because he would didn't just seemed like he was fresh out of the box. So like he, he just did you not, guys? apparently, but he just, he, it's like he was the first time out of the house. He just didn't, he always was asking questions that just seemed like, have you not ever been outside before? Like just so interesting. And just summer came and one day he shows up to work and he is wearing what I could only call like 1970s shorts. Like, I mean, they stopped like right below mm -hmm. the, where his leg started from his thigh. Yeah. Those, his thigh. those are coming back. Yeah, sure. They are. Was that corduroy? Yeah, they were not. They're not. And we're like, dude, you forgot pants. <laughs> you're, you're just wearing boxers. <laughs> like, my boxers are bigger than those. He's yeah. like, you have no. his cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, these are my workout shorts. They'll be fine. We're like, okay. With even the, the, even the customer later part way through the day was like, is he, What's up with that guy? <laughs> what our old gym teachers used to wear? Yes, exactly. <laughs> sure. yes. Like yes. You can practically I, see the pockets uh -huh. hanging out of the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Ask them how serious am I supposed to take you right now? Yeah. <laughs> but now you go walk over in the college campus and all those guys are wearing those short shorts again. So are they're they? coming back. It's all no, cyclical. It's, it's, it goes around. Even at the middle school. Oh, there are they? Yeah. 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 Some right. of our kids have I don't know. Not me. No. I'll no. stick to mine that goes to my knees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even run in those shorter shorts. Yeah. They feel uncomfortable. I mean, they have to be right. above the knee. I'm like, oh, it's touching oh, me. Yeah. Weird. I, like, my running shorts are above the knee, but they're not short. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah, not yeah, short yeah. shorts that, by any means. My running shorts are that way, too. Do you remember the 90s shorts <laughs> where they almost went to your ankles? Yeah. Those the, guys? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, the big basketball shorts? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mine still do. My legs are that short. Oh, yeah, well, he just buys a regular that's pair. That's why the short yeah. people wore those. Yep. Sorry. That's why they invented the cutoffs. <laughs> Jed, Jed buys the short shorts and they go all the way down there. Yeah. Hey, Gray, talk to us. What's this paper in front of us, man? So, well, actually, when we were talking about what we we're going to talk about tonight, I had suggested we talk about Jesus. And one of the things I've been hearing lately is that uh, there's not as many people, even in the church that you would think, who actually believe Jesus died and was resurrected or believe that Jesus is the way. And so just, you know, I printed out a few stats for you guys that I pulled off some fairly recent articles. Um, I didn't find anything like brand new from this year, but I'm sure it hasn't changed a ton. And I think it's just important to talk about the there's so many people out there who will call themselves a Christian. And from some of these numbers we talk about tonight, you're going to see what we've kind of alluded to in some of the other podcasts that there's a lot of people out there who I don't think we're going to see up there, unfortunately. So that's kind of the, the gist of what I wanted to go through. But the main stat that I was looking at was that, um, that of the, and the, the graph I printed out, which I, maybe I can post on the comments or something, two and three Americans say that biblical, biblical accounts of the physical resurrection of Jesus <laughs> are completely accurate. Um, now, that's actually uh, a much higher number than I saw anywhere else. I don't know. This one seemed real high. That, again, that's two and three. That's 66% of Americans say that Jesus' resurrection was accurate. But that's from LifeWay Research, right? They're a church organization. 
So then when you pull some stats on these other pages, these came from news organizations when they pulled their readers. And that's where you get something that it was, uh, let's see here, is about 30% when asked, no, that's not the right one. Sorry, I should have organized it better. Well, anyway, it's something like... Uh, it's, um, it's towards the bottom. Two-thirds of U.S. adults yes. say the biblical accounts of the physical re- resurrection of Jesus are completely accurate. That's, 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 that's the same study that I uh, pulled the, pie, the graph from. It was actually one that was at the very beginning. I must not have copied on here, but it was actually something that said that of Christians, actual just polling people who said they're Christians, it was something like one in three who actually believed Jesus was resurrected. So I don't know how you can have a Lifeway stat that says two in three of U.S. adults believe Jesus resurrected, but when you poll just Christians, only one in three said Jesus actually came back from the dead. Um, and then you get right into that 60% of born-again Christians believe that Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad are all equal paths to find God, Right. And that just throws everything, you know, out the wall, you know, out. You're you're completely missing the point. You know, I, I the main verse that you can pull up that's going to tell you you're wrong is John 14, <laughs> verse six. Jesus said, "I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." That's it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. No one. <laughs> right. That's there's there's right. no wiggle room there. No. There's no if, there's no, there's no other statement in there that you could combine, mm-hmm. you know? If you have known me, you would have known my father. And from now on, you do know him and have seen me. That's what we get when we find Jesus. Right. And do, you, do you think that's, uh, I guess just your opinion, I just, we don't have facts right in front of us, but do you think that's more on the lack of education of the Bible or hypocrisy? I would put it a lot more on the lack of education of the Bible. There's, there's a lot of people out there who, especially in these big charismatic churches that they go just on Sunday, which is an issue we have, but they're going just on Sunday to hear a message that's very minimally biblical based. They're not teaching the, the, the key tenets of the Bible. They're often, again, if you're talking about these prosperity churches, they're preaching about the whole give and get, and you're going to get money. And it's all, it's almost always messages about that. There's no messages. It's, it's almost gone the complete opposite of the uh, evangelist that Mark was talking about last week that was all fire and brimstone. And now they're like, oh, we're going to throw all that away. We're going to throw all the spiritual stuff out, the, all the supernatural stuff out. We're not going to even talk about Satan. We're not going to talk about your sin. We're not going to talk about any of that. We're just going to talk about how about Jesus loves you just for the way you are, mm-hmm. just for who you are. And, and yes, that's true. But if you leave it right there, you completely mislead people on what the actual truth is. To, to it because yeah Jesus loves you for who you are that doesn't mean he likes you what you're doing or how you're acting you got to change your life mm-hmm. you got to you have to change your actions because anybody who doesn't have that true conviction to follow Jesus and take up their cross you're going to just sin you're just going to have no conviction whatsoever anytime to fall into any sin that comes in your way it's it's all about the feelings Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I heard on another podcast too, this guy put it really well was he brought up the fantasy football, the men in his church do the fantasy football mm-hmm. and they can ram off all the players, all the numbers, all the stats. I mean, everything about every football player. Then he goes, what is the, you know, what are, what are some of the gospels in the Bible? You know, where are some of the books in the Bible? And they're like, 
I, I don't know. And so, I mean, you hit that point, right? I mean, because it is probably the lack of knowing the Bible, right? Knowing God's word. That is the gospel. That's what we teach doctrine on. That's what we do. That's how we compare marriages to. That's how we raise our kids to. This is what we do. Everything that Christians do comes from the Bible. That's the gospel, right? So everything that is in there is the truth. If we don't know that, then how do we know how to do things in our life? Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, you know, and that was a good point with this fantasy football was you have men in the church that know everything about football and they go to church every Sunday. They're there on Wednesday nights, you know, but they can't quote you some of the stuff in the Bible or even tell you some of the books of the Bible, you know, and sometimes, you know, that's, and I'll be very honest with you. I mean, that's, you know, I kind of lack that, you know, I, I lack that during some of my part of my life, you know, um, like I said, you know, I was saved at a young age, you know, all this stuff. And, but knowing the Bible, I didn't really know the Bible. Yeah. You know, not to the extent now that I know more about the Bible and we're, and we're still learning more. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, we get together and we do these, uh, Bible studies and, you know, those Sunday night things that you preach, you know, the yeah. 12 ordinary men, you know, no idea about some of those men. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've learned so much from those sessions where we do outside of sun, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. right? The, yeah. the Wednesday night Bible study, the Sunday night Bible study, the other ones I've done. And a lot of it doesn't come from the, just the fact that I read the Bible. It even comes from just being in that room with some other Christians, sharing what you read and what you think. And then somebody else shares what they think and somebody else shares what they think. And you... I have had my mind changed. I have had maybe some things I fully believed in. Maybe I don't 100% know anymore. I mean, that's not a bad thing. But we're studying it. We're with it. We're learning more. I mean, I could every time I open the Bible and spend more than 20 minutes in there, I learn something new. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sunday mornings are powerful too. Yeah, I mean they they they're required. They're they're not required. (laughs) They are important. (laughs) They're important. Yeah. But it's our responsibility to know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because if we don't study for ourselves and know, then when we come on a Sunday morning and we hear preaching, what are we going to compare that to? Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Or, or when we yeah. go to a Bible study, you know, not saying that we, we don't do Bible study right, but there's been Bible studies not here that I've been to, and I'm like, dude, that's not accurate. Like, that's not biblical truth. You know, and yep. so, like, some of these statistics are people of – who just come to church and they're like, Oh, what I heard is true. And they don't know for themselves. Right. Yep. I mean, you think back to when you were in school, whose responsibility was it to learn the material? It was yours. Oh, that was the, the teachers. The teacher can only wow. teach so much. It's your responsibility. <laughs> no to learn. A hard time in school. Right. So it's true though. And, and it's the same with biblical yep. facts. It's on us. It's on us with our children. It's, it's, it is our important it is our calling to study the scriptures. You know, we are supposed to study the word. And right. Not just read it, but yep. study it. When, when Jesus walked the earth, what did he battle? What did he, what did he have to battle the devil with? Scripture. 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 Right? Yep. So Jesus set that precedence for us, right? right? And I think one of your other questions, I mean, we get, we'll probably get to that later, is, you know, you know, what was the reason for Jesus on the earth? Right? Oh, yeah. Is that what you wanted to get oh, to? Oh, yeah. We'll definitely yeah. get into that. <laughs> because, I mean, you know... 
that's what we need to do too. We have to know the scripture to battle the devil. The de- the, the 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 devil battles us every. I we have battle with the devil every single day. Oh yeah, every single day. It's a battle every day. It, you know. Uh, and so we have to know. I'm tapping on your Bible, but you got. I mean, you got to you got to know what's in there. Yep. Because, because if you don't know what's in there, how how are you going to battle? Satan knows what's in there. Right. He does. He can take it and twist it. Right. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. He he's probably got it memorized better than almost right. any Christian. Oh, I absolutely. mean, honestly. Well, a lot of non-believers know the Bible better yes. than some of us Christians. Yes, that, that is actually true. That is, that is also true. Yeah. They'll, they'll use it against you, right? but they'll twist it too. Mm-hmm. Same thing, right? Right. right. And I mean, that's like another, one of the other stats. And granted, this is about Catholics, but still, it said 80% of young Catholics are uncertain if Jesus lived a sinless life. How does any of it make sense if that's, not, if that's true? If Jesus wasn't sinless, how could he be the sacrifice that actually atoned for the sins? Like there's, there, there's n- that, well, that shows they didn't read the Bible. Right. Cause, that, Cause like, what did Jesus do on the cross? Yeah. Right. right. He, he defeated sin. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. He defeated sin yep. by, by being the only, a sinless right. man. That's it. Being, being a sinless man. Yep. Being sacrificed and being, uh, you know, he was a perfect man that died on the cross. Right. You know, it was for us. Yep. I was about to say back in that time to atone for your sins, you had to have a perfect spotless sacrifice. Yep. Right. Yep. And so if we're going to say that our sins are clean or our sins are atoned for, that's only done by one thing. And we don't sacrifice anymore today because that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. That's why he said it is finished. That's it. Because mm-hmm. now you no longer have to sacrifice to atone for your sin. Right. 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 Yeah, I can't wait till you get to the part, you know, later because my <laughs> mind is going right now. But yeah. well, don't worry, we'll get there. I'm sure before too long. Cause... Well, I was listening to a message the other day and uh, had a great analogy, but he said, like learning to drive a motorcycle. If you go from here to Eureka Springs and you're new on a motorcycle, you're looking, you always look around, you're looking at the trees, and what's going to happen? You're going to go over the cliff. And then the message was, you know, we got to keep our eye on what's right and we need to be in that bible and studying and keep our mind off of the nonsense like the football players and that don't know more about that than what we need to know mm-hmm. yep then we also have to be discerning and this is where i think us as as if you you consider yourself a true bible believing christian you need to be careful that those people who are new christians aren't going to get snatched by the devil because Mm -hmm. that's what happens they get into a church that's actually preaching bad doctrine and one of the things they've shown is as soon as you accept an idea to change that idea is like 10 times harder than it was to get you to accept it in the first place have you dealt with old men yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do have a nine-year-old daughter as well so that's it But yeah, I mean, there's Jed, but no, yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, when, when, when you're set on something or you maybe even a routine, or if you have a, if you say, this is what I believe, it's very hard to change somebody's mind. Yep. Especially with these new, again, charismatic style churches, they combine this music and an atmosphere that gets you all emotional. And then they hit you with something that's not biblical and then you are primed for literal brainwashing. That's how it is set up. You can get people into an emotional state. And this is actually something that uh, for anyone listening out there, if you're going out on a first date with someone, one of the things you can do to, to if you really like that person, take them on a walk across an incredibly rickety bridge. That 
at that in, uh, adrenaline that gets going and the fear that's involved. That's why guys take girls to scary movies. That's why guys take girls to haunted houses. Because when you get that emotion going, it imprints everything else that's mm-hmm. going on around the hero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can be the hero like right. that. And you can that they literally set these situations up. And I'm not just making that up. You can actually there's there's plenty of videos and memos of them talking about that's how we're going to do it. We're going to use this song and it rises up and everybody's going to get at this point. And then that's where we're going to hit them with our message of, you know, they need to make sure that they give us tons of money. But yeah. so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you know, even when I go to church, you know, when we had like revival with the, with the music and the instruments, like I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I like that stuff. I mean, so, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, when you go to church, it's, it's okay to feel good. It's okay to, oh, yes. you know, to, you know, the, the Holy Spirit overtakes and, uh, and to worship God. Um, because, you know, when, when, like for me, the music, you know, I love, you know, worshiping through music, but, uh, that's just me. So, I Yo, mean, it, I do too. I mean, we don't have to sit there like a, you know, a stump on, a, you know, whatever. You don't have to sit yeah. there and just be like, oh, we need to take everything just so. No, no. Serious that, and boring. That's and right. That doesn't need to be like that. No, but you just got to be careful of what people are feeding you <clears throat> right. when you do. Right. That's, that's the real important part. And that's why I think we have so many of these younger Christians today who just, they don't get it. I mean, you know, the, what was it again? The number of young adults between 18 and 39 who are born again Christians with a basic biblical worldview has dropped from 15% to 5%. Right, so these are people who consider themselves born again Christians. Only five percent of them have a biblical worldview, meaning they believe what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. That is a shockingly low, low number. That is almost zero in my book. I mean, there's if, if that's that's Sodom and Gomorrah. If I can find one one good man, right. I will spare this city. Yeah, and they're they're almost down to those numbers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, uh, who was it, Mike, saying he'd go into, like, these retreats and stuff, and, you know, one girl wants to go up there, and you have five following. I mean, it just, how dedicated really are they? Are their friends just going, and then once the once the new wears off, is it, I'm, I'm done. Let's do something else, you know. But I got this statement here I was going to throw out since you guys were talking about that. It's, uh, it's basically a question that says how – what would happen if you do not study your Bible? And basically this just says you will lose steam. And as far as it goes, as far as we're talking, if you're not in your Bible, you will accept whatever somebody else says because the lack of, well, we'll just say the laziness of yourself. Mm-hmm. I'll just accept what you say because it's easier to do that. You know, and then it's going down here is is it's called rejection of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So basically that. If you want to play that game, then, yeah, you're going to be sold a bill of goods that's not very good. Yeah, because so. all you have to do is have someone who you see as equal or smarter than you in the subject, and you will you are incredibly likely to accept whatever yeah. it is they tell mm-hmm. you. They can Even probably tell you one truth, and the rest is just whatever. And oh, yeah. And you just fill it in. On, oh, oh, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I say it all the time, Satan's favorite trick, and I've seen this from the New Age, when my wife were, were deep in the New Age, it's 95% of what's in the Bible. They just take that 5% and twist it. The most important part, Jesus. Right. They say, oh, yeah, that's, this, this, is a, this is a blueprint. This is great. It's just, you could just take Jesus and you could swap that name out with anything or call it Gaia or call it whatever you want to call it. 
And there are so many people who truly believe that. Really? They don't mm. understand how, I, and, and you can say to them, like, but it's, it says that the gate is narrow, right? right. <laughs> like, how can it be so wide, so accepting? If this is what you believe that, that, and then they start turning it into a works based type religion, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I just have to be good. I just have to be kind and accepting and loving to everybody else. That's all I need to do to be saved. And that is, that is, that'll lead you to damnation. None of us are good. No, yeah. no, because we're most of the time, even when we are being good, it, there's a calculation that's been made for, and I know this from when I was again, lost. Uh, there's a different calculation. When when I was lost, the calculation was always about standing and gain, and and is this going to improve my standing or or diminish my standing with this group of people right. or this person or right. whatever it is? And then also you're evaluating, saying, okay, by having better standing with this person, I can gain this, whereas better standing with that mm -hmm. person, I can't gain anything. So why do I waste any time over there? Whereas now now that I have a new heart with the Holy Spirit in me. I don't evaluate people like that anymore. I don't look at a person and say, this person has nothing to give me. Why do I put any time or energy mm -hmm. into that person? And that's, that's actually the person Jesus wants you to give the most time and energy right. to is right. the person who can't give you anything in return. Right. And so it's, again, all the rest of it, they'll agree with 95% of what's in the Bible, but then they just take that last little bit and, and, sour the whole batch. That's that leaven that gets in and ruins the whole batch, as they say in the Old Testament a bunch. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's an, it's a, I'm trying to say it right. It's a, it's an issue that when you run into another person and find out they're a Christian nowadays, you almost have to then you can't just say, Oh good. We're the samesies. <laughs> Everything's fine. You, you have to ask a little more questions. You have to be a little more guarded. You have to be a little more careful because they, they may not believe anything of what you believe. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you're right. And we, and we, I'm going to twist it just a little bit because it's just through my, my, my little pea brain right now because it's covered in insurance right now. But <clears throat> sometimes we have to be careful as Christians as well when we're saying, you know, when we ask people, are you a Christian? Right. Because we can, we can make that determination too and come off the wrong way. What church do you go to? What religion are you? Oh, you're that. Oh, well, never mind. You don't, you don't, you don't believe in what I believe in or, you know, uh, so sometimes we have to be careful with that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because I, I know sometimes we have a, a little ego sometimes as well. Right. I'm a Bible believing Baptist. Here we go. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Right. My church is best church. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't act like that at all. No. Nope. So, I mean, you have two ways, of, you know, when you're saying, hey, I'm going to, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh, okay. Well, I got to, okay, do you believe in resurrection? Do you believe in, you know, all this stuff? And I, I, I think a lot of it, too, is just when you're talking to somebody, you'll, you'll know. Yeah. You yeah. realize on what they, you know, what they believe and how much knowledge they have or, you know, what, if they believe that the whole Bible is true. Yeah. You know. Yep. I think the difference between that, though, is if you get one that's mature in either religion you say they'll have a conversation with you not an argument with you right yeah that is true yeah because you know even when i have you know in arizona i don't have that now because they have to come down this long dirt road but in arizona i live in a neighborhood 
you know, we had the Mormons that would show up at the door all the time. I talked to him. I talked to him, you know, and treat him just like everybody else. Right. Just because you don't believe in the same things I believe in, I'm not going to treat you any, you know, I'm not going to treat you like garbage. Right. You know, so that's what I did. You know, I just had a conversation with them. All right. You know, I'm already found my foundations already built. Right. Anything you say, you're right. Like you can't change. You're not breaking it down. You're not breaking it down. But my basis and my foundations all in the Bible. Right. That's where I got that from. Yep. And so I didn't get it from another book. I got it from the Bible. So that's where, you know, you can't change my mind, mm-hmm. but I'm going to talk to you and just love you as just like Jesus would. Yep. But that's why I think it's good to have that John 14, six in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Cause if you are talking to someone who says they're a Christian and I'm not saying you turn them away right no, away or anything, but I'm no. just, I, what I, what I was kind of getting to with it is you want to understand where they're at because then you've got an opportunity to actually preach the gospel to someone who's a Christian, right? You need to then say, somehow get them into that conversation. It's like, Oh yeah, it was, you know, Jesus is so great. I'm glad he, you know, saved us from our sins. And they're like, well, I don't know about that. And you're like, wait a second. Okay. John, John, 14 6 to explain this to me then right or explain you know pull up those other verses that you can you can have those conversations with these people and maybe you got to plan it i'm i don't remember them all off the top of my head i had looked that one up beforehand so in the heat of the moment i probably won't remember it either but it's one of those things you can log away and say okay next time i meet them i'm gonna have a couple of verses in my pocket to discuss with yeah them. And i think sometimes that happens too i know like me and you jed we've discussed this we, we talk to a lot of people all the time all the i time. mean because you run an auction house i'm there working with you sometimes and you know we talk to so many different people and and then we talk and then you're like oh i talked to so-and-so about this and it wasn't like it was pre-planned it wasn't going man i'm gonna do all this but it just happens in a conversation yeah yep and and a lot of times that's how it works and i'm not and we don't get argumentative to people we don't say that you know i i don't i don't know how to explain it but i I just don't get argumentative because you're a real christian well yeah i I mean yeah i mean we just we just talk to folks just talk to them we just talk to them yeah and that's that's uh, as you'd kind of alluded to just a little bit ago too though that's one of the flags that maybe something's wrong with the person you're talking to if they can't just have a conversation with you mm-hmm. yeah. when they get confrontant confrontational when they when they get angry about you trying to bring up some some biblical truths but as we were also talking about at the very beginning if you don't know your bible how are you going to bring up biblical truths yeah. how are you going to notice that someone's got bad theology how are you going to know that you might be learning something from them that is yeah. not right? Right. <laughs> you got to know the book. Yeah. Ask yeah. them when their book was written because mine says first page in the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're going to do like the copyright of yeah, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> this all goes back to the Great Commission, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's one thing that I... I preach and teach all the time where it says go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and then what? Teaching. Right. Teaching them everything. Right. And and we say and and we like and I and I agree there's a lot of Christians out there quote unquote Christians out there who don't believe the truth of the Bible. Right. There's so many that um say that yeah this is right but no this is not right that's why we get these these statistics and what separates a true christian from non-christians 
is that they believe that the Bible is the total inherent word of God, right? That there's no mess up in the word. That's what, that's one of the, the beliefs of the Southern Baptists. Like that's what makes a Southern Baptist. One of them is that we believe the word of God is the total inherent word of God, that there's no falseness, no falsehood in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you have somebody who says, yeah, there's false in this Bible, then they're not a Christian. But I think part of the problem has come that we, instead of teaching and discipling, what we've done is we've just said, come to church with us. Come to a Sunday morning, right? Instead of sitting down and going, hey, what do you think? Instead of sitting down going, hey, Derek, what have you read this week? Here's what I've read. Here's what God has taught me. Mm -hmm. Let me teach you. That's what the church set up as. Right when they met together in Acts, the initial church was for fellowshipping, breaking of bread, teaching, praying together. Right, the church was set up for Christians, mm-hmm. and we have turned it to invite the lost into the church, and then to expect the lost to act like the church. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right on that. Mm-hmm. 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 And this is Jesus knew this was going to happen. Oh right. yeah, yeah. He speaks right. about it yeah. in the Bible. I he mean, did, I was, he did, but I was just pulling up Matthew twenty-five, right? And that's the parable of the uh, the virgins and their lamps. Yeah. And some of the virgins filled their lamps mm-hmm. with oil. Yeah, I and what's that, that mean? School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's that mean? The Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the virgins filled their lamps with the Bible. Mm-hmm. The other ones. We're like, well, I got it here, but I've never opened it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when they're banging on the door saying, Lord, Lord, let us in. He says, I do not know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want that. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you all, but no, I, I don't want that. Depart from me for I never yeah. knew you, yeah. you workers of lawlessness. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. He says that more than once. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, and sometimes, you know, I know that the Holy Spirit's in me. I know it without a doubt. I know that Jesus, you know, I'm saved. And, you know, sometimes we miss that cue, too, as well. We we broaden it with, are you a Christian, mm-hmm. instead of are you saved, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we can broaden it all day with, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But are you, are you saved, right? And I know for a fact that I'm saved. And I know God works through me, you know, and the Holy Spirit works through me just on the certain things of talking to folks Mm -hmm. to going, doing whatever events or just doing what we're doing now. You know, it's not me because, you know, even like Pastor Roger said on Sunday, right? Just an old country boy that didn't know anything and he's preaching. It's not, it's not him. Mm -hmm. It's God, Mm -hmm. right? It's Jesus. It's, it's the Holy Spirit. Through me, it's the same way. I'm not the smartest guy out there, but certain things that that happen and that I do or or help with, I know like that's all God, mm-hmm. and I give Him all the glory because I'm like I couldn't do that on my own. Oh yeah, at all. Yep, there's I, no way. I feel that every time after Sunday night men's ministry, every mm-hmm. time I'm done with the lesson, I'm like I never feel prepared beforehand. I never feel adequate to do it, right. and I usually sit down and I'm like, okay, Lord, just help work through me, let the Holy Spirit guide right. me and help me remember the different things I read here and there and get them in the right spot. And, and by the end, I'm usually like, 
man, how'd I do that? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't remember what I said. Well, like the perfect example was we had that first play day for the horses at Mm -hmm. the arena. Mm -hmm. And uh, just the planning, all this stuff going through it, la, la, la. I mean, you know, it was pretty stressful just trying to get everything ready. And it all came together. I mean, we had, you know, 40 kids riding horses. Mm -hmm. I guess I got a number from Mike that was 100 people there. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of that, I gave a message. And it was a demonstration that Autumn was doing at the horse. And then I was giving a demonstration. And, like, when I was done with that, I'm like, man, I, I, I sounded horrendous. Right? I'm like, this didn't come out the way I wanted or planned or nothing. Or, like, I was like, that, that wasn't even good at all. I even went to my wife. I'm like, it wasn't good. And she goes, no, that was good. I really enjoyed it. And then, like, you know, I was like, oh, it's awesome. Let's do that again. And I've heard it from a couple people going, man, that was good. I'm like, well, you must have heard that something I wasn't speaking. So, like, you know, the Holy Spirit was working through me. You must have heard that because it wasn't me. Are we going through that in the morning class where they were preaching in the city and everybody heard what they, you know. Yep, everybody heard it. Right, right. So that's how I felt. I mean, that's exactly how I felt. You know how many times I go back and listen to, like, my past sermons that I've preached and I'm like, wait, I said that? Yeah. That was nowhere in my notes. Right. (laughs) And so, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, just like that, just like a simple event. Yeah. I've never done one ever in my entire life. I, you know, we call it the little mini rodeo, but you know, some people don't know what a play day is. Like I didn't, when I got in the horse, we're like, you know, Daniel's like, well, we we go to play days. I'm like, what are you talking about? Play days. Like, like I got a party or what? Like I have to like make an appointment to go play with a horse and another horse. I I have no idea what you're talking about. And other guys. (laughs) Right. So that's why I was like, can you go, Jed? (laughs) You know, it's, it's. Okay. They took me to the first one. Yeah. to show you. I'm going to jump in and cut you off because like that was terminology I knew. Right. Right. Because of the culture that I was around. Mm-hmm. Right. Play days. Like that's just general for us. That's what it is. It's, you're just going out there because you're not really. Yes, you're competing, but you're having fun. Right. right? You're just playing around mm-hmm. pretty much. And the same is true within the church. We use terminology that we know within the church. Right. To the people out there who have no idea what we're saying. No idea. That just sorry, that just came to mind. No. Right. So No, okay. I mean I'm go. just saying, you know, I'm just saying that, you know, God's working through me or working through all of us, really. I could see it. You know, and I even told people there, I'm like, I've never done one of these before, ever, in my entire life. Like I I've recently just gotten to horses. My daughter's been in the horses for a couple of years. You know, I'm taking lessons from her now. Mm-hmm. But uh but we had a great turnout. Can you turnout. teach we old ha- dogs new tricks? Right. No. Yeah, you can. You can. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. With enough whipping. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because I acted like her, too, because uh, uh, we went out to the arena this week, and we rode, and I says, okay, I really want to know how to do everything on the horse, right? Yeah, I have to start from the basics. I, right? I can't just go, I want to learn how to ride really fast down, you know, do all these events. I, I understand that. You know, I'm 41 years old. I have to start from the beginning again. And so I'm like, teach me how to put the saddle on, teach me how to do the Texas T, tying the knot on the saddle, you know, uh, taking the halter off, putting the bridle in, you know, I want to do all that. Right. And so she made me do it like a hundred times that day, but I acted like her because she's like, oh, take the saddle off again, put it back on. I'm like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do this. But in know? all reality, where does she really get it? Well, <laughs> yeah, from me. But, uh, but now I know how to 
you know, do all that. And I'm just going to keep yeah. repeating that just so that I know, because, you know, she's going to be off at a church camp all summer and we're still going to do play days on Friday nights over here. And I'm like, well, I need to learn how to do all this if we're going to do this. Yeah. Yep. Then that's, that actually leads right into something that I think is part of the issue with people's theology is that even when they do join a church and there are Bible studies, you're usually just jumped right in where they were. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you showed up to our Sunday morning Bible study, you're going to start right up in Acts three. Right. We're in the middle of the New Testament and we're going to. Yes, you're going to learn. But again, that'd be like jumping right into like Kelk two. I mean, like you're uh, going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Like you are. I mean, yeah. And it's just like anything else that we jump into. You can't just jump right into the middle of it or at the end of it and say, I want to be very good at this. Right. All of this takes time. And that's the thing that we kind of forget about as well as us Christians talking to other Christians is that this all takes time. Like yep. It takes time. And we don't know where they are in we their don't. Christian walk. You know, but even if they've been in church for 40 years, they might finally just be maturing. Right. They could have less maturity than Hannah does mm -hmm. and have less biblical understanding than she does. And so you're saying they're not super Christians. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was, a, we were really again fortunate that one of the, the second church we went to in Hawaii, that when we, right after we started, the pastor was like, you got to come on Wednesday nights. Cause I'm starting a new Christian discipleship class mm -hmm. that literally just goes step by step through the key tenants and what they mean and what they don't and how to, how to talk about them to other people. And it was like a 12 or 14 week long study. And his plan had been to just basically just loop that study, find a teacher, get somebody who could teach it. And just that study is on a constant loop. You get to the end and it starts over at week one so that people literally graduate out of that. It's like when you join the church, you say, yeah, I want to get into Bible study. Great. You got to start here. Mm -hmm. You can't just show, I don't care. Oh, you've been a Christian for 45 years. Don't care. You're going to start right here because we want to make sure that your foundation, your actual biblical knowledge is on par with what we what is in the Bible. Right. And and so we've actually we've got the information. I know Mike has actually had it on his heart to do that type of discipleship stuff, too. And so we've been talking to him and working stuff out. And hopefully we'll be able to do something like that here at this church. Mm -hmm. And again, just basically have like this is the intro to christianity right you come in this is where you plug in for the first 12 weeks and then you graduate out and get to choose or, you know go on to the other bible studies from there um sometimes we forget about that yeah right i mean because everything in life we have to start from the beginning right you know and, there's and this is way more complicated than riding a horse unfortunately it is and and it's simple to start mm -hmm. but to to get it all, to understand it all, the Bible, and I'm pointing at the Bible when I say this, sorry. <laughs> I forget people on, they can't see what I'm pointing at, but this is, you, you, you can pick it up and just learn it. If you, some people can, but not everybody can. Mm -mm. A lot of people are going to need other Christians along with the Holy Spirit to walk them through it. Then I'm, again, I'm not saying everybody, right? There are people, like my wife is one that I know that just on her own, she can study the Bible and she can, she's, totally figured out way more things than I have. Every time I'm doing a study, I always compare my notes and talk to her about it. And she has five other studies that she's listened to or watched that she can add more to it. So, um, so even me at home, my wife and I are getting together yeah. and learning together about right. the Bible. Yeah. And there's still, no matter 
who if you read this in your entire life there's still mysteries in there oh yeah there's still stuff that you're not you're not going to figure out yep so i mean that's that's something we got to put in there too just so just aware that you're never going to have the whole bible figured out no nope never and nope. you you may read one passage and the holy spirit will speak to you three different ways over that one passage mm-hmm. yeah you know it, it, because it's it's, it's what's going on in your life right now right it's, it's living the word. living word mm-hmm. yep right so i mean that's, it's that's what i've been telling to some of the people that i've been trying to preach the gospel to and and getting them to read the bible and because i work remote so i'm working with a lot of people i can't physically sit down with but mm-hmm. i'm trying to walk them through it and one of the things i've told them is like you have to first you have to understand that you don't just read it once you have to you keep reading it you always read it you never stop reading it and there, everything in this Bible is not for you right now. It might be for you next year. It might be for you in 10 years, right? It might, maybe there's a part of the Bible that never means something to you. That's not for you. It's for somebody for else. Somebody else yeah. 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 Right. There are certain things that are for everybody. Right. But every time I read through the same, I mean, there are certain verses that come up a lot and I've read through them numerous times and I still find new understanding every mm-hmm. time. I've seen Pastor Roger, who he has been a pastor for I don't even know how many years. He's been a Christian for, again, uncountable years, right. <laughs> probably as long as I've been alive. Right. And on Wednesday nights, he still finds new things, mm-hmm. new understandings. And there's even parts of the Bible where he even says, he goes, I'm not 100% clear on what this means. And, and it's not like it means that the Bible should be thrown out then because there's, there's plenty of, I don't want to say extra things in there, but there's plenty of additional pieces that don't ruin your salvation, that you don't have to understand every single word of it to, to get the main point, mm-hmm. which is that Jesus died for you because we are sinners. We deserve hell. We do not deserve any sort of grace from God. Right. And without Jesus's death and then his, again, resurrection, we'd have nothing. Right. We'd have absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'll take it to the reverse side. You guys sit here and you guys can study and read it and understand it. I'll take it to the other side. I'm more of, I can read it and I'll be sitting there just like, okay, what did I just read? But if we get in a study in here or Sunday mornings and you have somebody that can explain it to you better, Man, I've learned more in the last probably two, three years that we all been doing this than I have in my whole life. So I, when I say this is just a general concept, there's no one way to learn this Bible. Mm-hmm. There's always a way around trying to figure it out. Yeah, it doesn't have That's, to be like sit down serious teaching yeah, like I'm just... I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I read the whole Bible, but I can start reading the Bible and I'll just sit there and I'll be more upset with myself because I'm sitting here going... I know this is plain as day, but I could just hear somebody talking to me and tell me and explain what I just read. And I'm like, oh, cool. That, that's, that's awesome. Wh- <laughs> that's why God gives us all spiritual gifts. Well, I understand right? that. Because yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, there, I'm just, for our audience, I'm sitting here yeah. going, don't just say that, you know, way you were saying is the only way or right. the preacher's no. way is the only way. And I know that's not where he's going with it. I'm just saying, for example, yeah, there, you don't have to sit here and go, well, I can't learn it that way. And that's the, uh, I'm not going to do it. Well, there's other ways to learn things. Yes. And, yep. and like I said, I like being explained to because my little pea brain we talk about, I could sit here and go, oh, that's what it meant. And then somebody explains to him. I'm like, oh, crap, maybe I'm the problem. No, I'm just so. saying you said it while ago. So, yeah. And, and we always bring ourselves with there we're always 
taking our own ideas and our own worldview and bringing it to the Bible. And, and we will make some misjudgments of what it says. Yeah. We will read something and say, oh, I get it. And then, like you said, someone else will preach or explain that part. And you'll be like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> like, well, it's just like talking to my kids. You know, we, I, when, I, when I talk to them about the Bible and, and, and Jesus, and we sit down on the couch. And I know this, I think it happened just a couple weeks ago couple weeks ago that we the tv was off and we just sat right there as a family sat there and discussed things that they had questions about right i mean and it wasn't like i had to just throw it at your face right we just sat and had a conversation and i says well see you just learned a little bit more doctrine that's all it took Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be you know sometimes we always say that it doesn't have to be in the classroom it doesn't have to be doing this it could be a simple conversation that we're going over the Bible with and go, here are the true facts. This is what this is. What this, is. this is what this means. This is what this says. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you explained it differently. I've read it. Yeah. I've sat in a class with this, but it just got explained just a little bit differently for me to understand. And we're all yeah. different. I mean, we're yeah. all. I use a scenario with the kids a lot is like we're working on a math problem. The teacher's basically teach you the way that's fundamental like you're supposed to but i sit here and tell the kids all the time there's other possibilities to get the answer they're just teaching you one way there's several ways to figure out that answer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just because that's the way they're teaching and you don't understand you got to figure out how to make it understandable for you yep and i mean I may just be talking a lot, but I don't know if they listen half the time. But, I, I, I mean, that's in life in general. There's not always one way to get to an answer yep. There's, or solution to a problem or whatever you want to say. There's always ways to make you understand how to get to that point from that point A to point B. Yep, and I think all of them work together in a concert. Yes. I think that even if you are someone who can read the Bible and think you can fully understand it without anyone else's help, if you find that you get preached to and you do a Bible study, maybe it's only a little bit, but you will learn. You will still learn something from each part, and we're all different. And Mm -hmm. so you're right. You can't just say, this is my way, and I'm only going to do it that way only. I think there's other ways where you're like, I don't know if that's my best way to learn the Bible, but I still think you should do it because yeah. you're, you're, you're all getting it in different ways, right? That's why we listen to the preacher on Sunday morning. That's why we're supposed to do Bible study with church members, why we're supposed to do Bible study at home. Um, you know, a good, just being a car guy, Randy, this is a good analogy that popped into my head. I mean, you could, you could read out all about how to put a transmission together and then you can watch somebody put a transmission together, but until you actually do it yourself, you won't know what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And But if you just tried to put it together without reading about it or watching somebody do it, you take any one of those parts out and you no, you're, will not have as full of an understanding as you would as if you did all three. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it, in, you can apply that to almost anything in life, but it's especially important to apply to the Bible. Yeah, yeah. and then even like if we're throwing stats out there, I want to say one of the stats that I recently heard was, uh, you know, your attention or your, uh, man, it's just in my mind. So your attention span Uh, disappears rapidly. (laughs) (laughs) Your attention span is so much shorter now because of today's technology, right? Because even today's movies are faster. Yeah. You know, now if you go back, like my kids are always saying, 
I don't want to watch any movies from the 1900s. And that's even 1998. I know. So, you know, the late 1900s. They don't want to see movies from the late 1900s. And it's funny because when we watch them, they are a lot slower. They are. You're like, oh, my goodness. This is really slow. But they're so good. Some of them are. Some of them are. Cheesy Uh, Yeah, cheesy. (laughs) But now, you know, how do we relate that to teaching the Bible? Because our attention spans, I'm just saying, if we want to throw stats out there, that stat has... Our attention spans are a lot shorter now because of, you know, social media, because the Internet, because of all this stuff that we just want things. And, you know, today's kids are the microwave generation. Yep. I want it now. You need that dopamine hit real right, quick. Right. You, you can't go through all the script. I don't want you to read me all of John 5. Just read me the hit verse and then move on to the next right, hit verse right. and the next so hit verse. So that's where sometimes we have to be maybe, I don't know if we have to. Patience. Change some, <laughs> some teaching styles. Or what we have to do different because, you know, we want to throw other stats out there too, like, you know, the declining of Christians or the declining of memberships of churches, declining of this. Now, why is that? You know, I, I just, we went to a whole different other area, but you know what I mean? Like our attention spans are people's attention spans, everybody's, even mine. I mean. Well, if you turn to the back of the Bible, it actually right. tells you yes. that this will happen. Right, right. Yeah. Like they, I think they say, um, if I remember, like in, in education, and the same with youth ministry, some of the conferences I've gone to, it's like if you don't hit the point within one to five minutes, you've lost You them. lost them. Yeah. And, and that's the same like in big church with our adults you're right i mean one one to five minutes and it's done you want to talk about law enforcement right. we'll bring that up again right. our attention spans aren't long either aren't long either because we're go 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 it's, go it's always on the go we're always doing that right so and I, you know, it's funny because at my old church on. in arizona uh one of the members there uh he was a he's a um, a business coach right and so he, he even told me he goes as you being in law enforcement i have to change my techniques with you because your attention span is a lot shorter than a lot of other people's. And so with that, he had to change his teaching techniques to business coach me because of our attention spans. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's the same thing with you know, all the yeah. people in law enforcement or first responders. Rodeo life too, man. I mean, like that. Rodeo life's the same way. So, right? Because like everything's said. working in seconds. Right. You're well, living in eight seconds. Yeah. Right. Right. So, like you just said, right? If you don't hit the main point with students between one and one five, five minutes, minutes you lost them. Yeah. Yep. So, like, what are we doing? Are we, are we doing anything different to help to grasp that? To get them back into, you know, hey, this is where I'm at. This is yeah. what this means. Here's a doctrine. But I want you, I want to teach you a little bit of the doctrine of the Bible. But how do I do that? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, it, one and of the things where, I think about a lot. Okay. That's where a lot of um, a lot of the teachings, too, now, if you watch some of the preachers, will throw in some stories, too. Because we, we're people that like stories, we right? Are. We are. We are. And, so, and so you have doctrine from Scripture, and then you might have a story that ties it together. Yeah. Right? And that kind of helps. Right. Bring them back so that way you can throw another. Pastor Roger does it all the time. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's, so, that's some preachers person. have too many stories and not enough preachers. Right. Right. <laughs> that, is true. right. that is true. But I mean, yeah. do you have to change anything as a teacher? You know, with these students now, do you have to change like teaching techniques? I mean, yeah, you move. So like when I was in the classroom, I moved a lot more PE, of course not. 
Right. Well, because yeah, just run and play kickball. It's so active. <laughs> dodgeball. Yeah. You can um, dodge a wrench. You can you dodge, dodge a ball. ball. <laughs> um, but like, because PE, you're so active. Kids in the classroom now, what, what we've learned through studying them and their psychology is that they actually learn better movement with movement. And so in classrooms, especially like middle school and younger, they have like rocking chairs or I know one teacher has like an exercise ball that they can bounce on, kick bands like that go on the foot of their chair. So that way they're doing something, but they're still focusing, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's just because that's. Our, a lot of our kids now have ADHD, ADD. Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I do too. That's why I drink coffee at nine o'clock and fall asleep at nine fifteen. Yeah. You know, right. because um, caffeine's kind of a takes downer. you the other. Yeah, it brings you the other direction. It yeah. actually yeah. levels you back um, out. But yeah, so I mean, like we've we've had to adapt from when we were kids, where it was you're going to sit for an hour and you're going to listen to us, and that's one of the biggest things too. In here, when they're like, oh, these kids can. Like in big church, when a kid has to get up and somebody's like, I can't believe they're getting up. If they can sit in school all day, they can sit for 30 minutes for a, a <laughs> preaching. I'm like, look, guys, I'm in the school. They don't <laughs> sit all day. They don't sit all day. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hannah's got something she wants to chime in about. Go, Hannah. <laughs> oh, come on now. You need to try new things because if you just keep doing your own thing, but... If you keep doing your own thing, you can't, like, move on, and you need to try more forward, and um, you can't just learn your way, because you might want to teach somebody else, but it's not, like, their way, or, like, you want to do more of the ways, but if you only do your way, then you... only go so far in your way, though, right? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, you have to be. You have to adapt, right? Mm-hmm. Be flexible, yeah. not flexible. I don't like using the word <laughs> flexible because if you think about it, with flexibility, you only bend, right? You can only bend one way or the other until you break. You're only so flexible. Yeah. So what I like to say is you have to be fluid. If you think about it, liquids, fluids, they shape to what, whatever container they're put in, mm-hmm. and they never break. Mm-hmm. So always, always say you got to be fluid. Um, I always say we have to adapt and overcome. Right. Same, same difference. But, <laughs> but that's where, like... Yeah, good saying. I wonder how long that's been around. Right. right. But, like, you know, changing, <laughs> Hannah, like you said, and, and Derek, with your, your question about adapting the way we teach. Yeah. Doing youth ministry now for 12 years, I've watched the way that we've done youth ministry change three different ways. We've done it where it was be very interactive games short lesson Mm -hmm. small group to no game long lesson small group back to short lesson small you know what i mean so like it's changing so that way you're keeping attention of these students um and i and i've watched that change and i and i've i i would like to think that i am slowly adapting back to small group lesson so that way I can keep attention. Hmm. Um, and I know for me, because I love studying and I love teaching that sometimes I get, um, to where I just teach the Mm -hmm. whole time and I lose attention. And I know that, and I'm trying to fix that. Yep. Right. 
and and I think that's one of the things that, um, as a pastor, as a minister, you know you're moving in the positive direction when you see stumblings or, or not stumblings, but areas that you struggle in and you try to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's what we have to do. Because I mean, that's right? the only way you can grow. That's the only. Yeah, that's the only way we get better. Right. You know, and like we say, we, we and don't get this. I mean, we're not trying to put this the wrong way out there for the audience. Like we want to, uh, you know, kind of adapt. We kind of want to change little teaching techniques, but like the only thing that does not change is the, the Bible, word of right? God. The word of God does not change. I don't, yes. I don't care. Plain and simple. Like I, I tell my wife this all the time. I probably tell people like, I'm okay with change. Like that's what I got from growing up in a big city. Cause we changed all the time. I'm oh, okay yeah. with change. Mm-hmm. Like I embrace change very, I mean, very well. But with all of this time and all of this been here, like the only thing that's never changed is the word of God. That's one thing I'm like concreted in saying this will never change. Yeah. Yep. But everything that maybe I do or try to do or, you know, different things or like the rodeos or, or different things. Yes. Maybe the teaching techniques might change. Yeah. But from the teaching techniques, the Bible does never change. Correct. So right. I just wanted to put that out there. Like that's what we're talking about. Right. We're you're, not talking about changing the Bible. We're talking about maybe some techniques. Techniques. Right. Right. And that's a good argument to bring up because there are people who will tell you and say, well, this is the blah, blah, blah edition. It's been redone sada times. It's like, no, it has not. You are wrong. Yeah. We have, yes, it has been a new, it's a new edition, but the words haven't changed. We have actual biblical manuscripts from as early as we're guessing somewhere around 30 to 40 AD written by, you know, Matthew, written by Mark, written by Luke that in there in that 30 year period, but they have actual manuscripts dating from that time the words are the same they have ancient talmud and ancient hebrew writings from i don't even know i uh, you know two to three thousand years ago they just discovered a new one that might be some of the oldest writing we've ever found predating the stuff in sumeria and guess what it was writing about it's writing about the bible it was the old testament Mm -hmm. some of the oldest writing that's now been found is the old testament and again, the words are the same. So the, the, the words have not changed. The Bible has not been rewritten. The Bible is what it has been. There's different translations. Right. There's different interpretations. You do have to be careful with that. But, and I'm, and, and I'm not an onlyist. I'll definitely say that. Right, right. But there also are ones where I would be like, wouldn't even touch it with a 10-foot pole either. There's, there's versions of the Bible out there that are completely wrong. And that actually, again, falls into why I think so many people are off on the target here, because there are Bibles out there that are full of, and, and I didn't come up with this term. I wish I could remember the guy's name. He's a, he's a preacher out of Minnesota, actually. He does a podcast. Um, it's actually pretty funny, too. But he constantly is calling out hypocrisy, calling out misteachings from pastors online. I mean, that's like his mission is mm. to just watch YouTube videos of pastors and be like, this is apostasy. This is heresy. This is false. And just call people out. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, he's biggest problems he sees, he's coined it Narsa Jesus, where you yeah. are writing yourself into the place of Jesus, mm. as opposed to exegesis, which is taking what Jesus said and applying it to us right. as opposed to the other way around. And that's where those feels get in. That's right. where those big charismatic churches hit you is with Narsa Jesus, where it's, you know, you put yourself in the place of Jesus mm-hmm. as opposed to the other way around, bringing Jesus in to us. Yeah. I was listening to a preacher before we got here. Just a little quick little 
I think it was like 30, 40 seconds worth. But I pulled out one little saying quote he had in there, and it was about hypocrisy. He says, wanting to be righteous when you actually don't care about being righteous. And that was his main goal in the preaching was how uh, Jesus called people uh, hypocrites, playing actors. But today's age, it's people that play in the church like they're righteous and don't really care about being righteous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, boy, that is kind of a, a difference. I mean, it's a difference, but it's the same, you know. His time was calling, you know, actors. Here's, you know, basically calling people out in the church. You're here to stir up the pot, basically. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, man, that's a pretty good line right there, just, you know, wanting to appear righteous. And then I got to thinking, man, that is a lot of work just to be something inside the church that you, I mean, don't you find better things to do yeah, in your that, life? That you're not. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and then I wanted to bring it back to one of, you know, one of our, I just, I had this question and I just seen this quote a little bit ago. So we often say we believe sometimes to be true about God, but our lives show that we don't actually believe it. And my question popped in my head after I read that one was, we're supposed to be like Christ so people can see Christ through us. Mm -hmm. So when these people are lacking the education, I'm not going to say they don't have that same vision, but what are we supposed to be seeing inside them? Or what are they wanting us to portray from that point? And I was sitting there going, I don't know why I had that question in my head, but you know, Hey, it's a good question to ask. Mm -hmm. We can see Christ through Christians that are, you know, true Christians that are saved. Yes. That are saved. Thank you. Guys, that's the words I was looking for because you you said that a while ago. That was, I was going to say lo- using the word Christianity loosely mm-hmm. nowadays because of what we're talking about, of the lack of education. So, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, well, if you're supposed to see Christ through us, what is other people seeing through them? Just right. something to be justifiable in their own opinion, basically. That's, that's I think, why Jesus in the New Testament mentions so often the fruit the yeah. fruit of the fixing, spirit. I was fixing to read. Yeah, because you can't, Matthew seven. you can't look at a tree and be like, look at all those beautiful green leaves and it's healthy and it's huge and it looks great. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't bear any fruit, it's worthless. Yeah. Here's what, here's what Jesus says. Sermon on the Mount, Matthew seven, uh, starting in verse 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but a diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Mm-hmm. That's it right and there. If you, what makes a tree healthy? Think about it. Think about a tree. Needs Where, water. What's the healthiest part of the tree? The roots. The root system. <laughs> the foundation of the tree, right? The roots. Yep, right. And it's the same as a Christian. Our healthiest part needs to be our foundation. So if we don't have a firm foundation to stand on, then we're going to be blown away in the wind. Right. And then what do you they know? grow to? Light. Right. <laughs> right. It's true. Right. And then right. They, the do. Right. they do. They yeah. grow. They, they, they follow the, the, the sun. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, again, another one of these stats. 2022 
Half of Americans say the Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. <laughs> so half the people right there, there's zero foundation, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And right. then even among Christians, though, you'll find the same. Yeah. And, and there's so many people out there who, for whatever reason, are, it's almost like you're afraid to read the Bible. It's, well, they have such a huge resistance to just set aside 15 minutes. If you took 15 minutes a day to read the Bible, put the phone down when you go to use the toilet oh. and sit there for 15, 20 He's minutes now. and read the Bible <laughs> instead. Why don't you put a Bible by your toilet? Right? Right, right. Here's what I think that is. It's because what we've done, instead of letting the Bible shape our worldview to where we have a biblical worldview. We have let our view shape the Bible, right? So now we pick and choose what we like. Mm -hmm. So we don't touch half of the old Testament because mm -hmm. a, we don't want to, it's confusing and it's, it's confusing. It's hard to pronounce all we those names. We don't want to understate, right? <laughs> and then, Put it be, on tape, like, Ray, and we'll listen to it. <laughs> right. and then, as like, long the, as I'm reading it in my head, I don't have to pronounce it. Right? Right. <laughs> and then the, the parts of the New Testament that go against society, you know, we're like, oh, we can't touch that. And so, so now what are you standing on? You're standing on the biblical accounts, the truths that Jesus taught about Peter walking on the water, but you don't have what that meant. Right, or you're talking of, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You, you don't, no, I get what yeah. you mean, because we're putting the worldview into the Bible. Yeah, we are, because, you know? yeah. Yep, one quick example of that that I hear and I know, and people bring up from time to time is they'll equate, they just take the words, the translation, and then apply our worldview. So like when the Old Testament talks about slavery, mm -hmm. and like, I can't, I can't follow a God who believes in slavery. I was like, that's a, actually a misunderstanding of the translation of that word. It'd yeah. be more like saying these people are your butler mm -hmm. or your right. servant or your maid. Right. They were paid. They were housed. They were fed. You could be put to death for mistreating them. Mm -hmm. And after seven years, you were required to let them say, okay, your contract is up. You can go if you want or you can stay. And if they decided to leave, you had to hook them up. They weren't just like, okay, bye. You were supposed to give them money and you're supposed to give them resources. You're supposed to set them up to continue their life. This was something that was done and it was done all throughout history up until even into the 1900s. You would take your child, you would give it off to the blacksmith. You would give it off to the newspaper man. You would give it off to the man who made horse wagons and they would teach them the trade. They would live with them. They would feed them. They would take care of them. They were pretty much what the Bible would call a slave. This existed in this country up into the 1900s. People did this with their own children. That's exactly what the Bible is describing at that point. It's just, we, they go, but slavery. It's right. like, actually, no, it says it's illegal to buy and sell a man against his will. You will be put to death for and, doing that. And most of the people that were, in serv that were servants were there because they owed a debt. Yes, and or that, they chose and, to. Or they chose to, right? And if they chose to, they were bond servants. Yep. Right. And so those were people who chose to serve others, but those that owed a debt, they couldn't pay them back financially. So they had to pay them back with their time. Yep. Hello. Don't we all have jobs? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going to say. My daughter's going to a church camp. We're to all be assistant horse wrangler. Right. right? She's going to be yeah. taking She's care be of a horses, servant. be a servant, get paid there. 
Yep. And then and they're not going to pay her much. Right. The pay right. is probably horrible. <laughs> right. It is. I've, I've, worked, and, I've worked at church camps. So yeah, it's yeah. Not great. And when she's done in two months, they send her home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, you guys are just talking horrible. I mean, these kids can't just sit in front of their video games and no. play all day. No, I mean, no. that you're right. making them do something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least until we come up with a good biblical video game. Oh, well, man. <laughs> you buy them horses, they don't play video games. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's, a good point. That's a good point. But I was going to come back to your, uh, your tree scenario. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're talking about the good fruits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we also hear in the Bible too that Jesus cursed the fig tree. Yeah, and later we found out that it was dead. Yeah. So, in our own lives, thinking that way, I'd hate not to bear fruit because that means God's going to kick you out quickly. <laughs> yeah, as he said, you will be yeah. tossed into the fire. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, think about yeah. that as you talk about. Producing fruits and what happens when you don't produce your fruits. Right. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. This, I mean, as a coffee farmer, this is one of the things you looked at. Every year when you were harvesting your coffee, you're looking at this tree and you're saying, okay, this one for some reason has far less than the rest around it. It's got a lot less. So I'm going to put a little ribbon on that one. We're going to see how it does next year. Because every now and again, it could just be a bad year. But second year comes along, some farmers, two years of not great crop, that tree is gone. They literally rip it out of the ground, throw it away, plant another one. And it can take five to seven years before that new tree bears anything. But that is better than keeping a tree that is not bearing fruit, right? Then that is exactly what Jesus is talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. That if, if Taking up all the good soil. Right, right. <laughs> if, if you're in a church and you are not producing fruit, you are a fake Christian, you are mm-hmm. a showing Christian, the Lord's not going to actually kill you. That's not what he's going to do. But he is not going to call you. He's not going to move you. He is going to stop working with you. He, as Mark he's, said last he's week, he's going to put you, put up you on, on a shelf, shelf. <laughs> and you'll be a you, you you will be excised from all of the important things mm-hmm. that are happening in that church. Um, and or the the real problem that we see is the people who force themselves in, as Randy was saying, who want to have that that image of righteousness, which again, it's in the new Testament, you know, wearing their big phylacteries and wearing their big broad robes and, and astounding on how much money they give and how long they fast and all those things they do. That's the exact same thing. And then they're, they're, they're poisoned. They're diseased and they're only bearing diseased fruit. Mm -hmm. They are ruining other people around them. And that leads you into the only unforgivable sin. There's only one thing that'll prevent you from being saved. And that is believing that Jesus and God is real, believing the Bible, and then teaching other people that it's not. Mm-hmm. That is the only sin that is unforgivable, is if you know this is true and you teach other people that it's not to lead them away. And so there will be, it even says, there will be a higher account, a heavier debt paid by those people at the end. I don't even want to know what that's going to be. I don't either. But it's funny, I looked at you, Jay, because he was talking about trees and cutting those out. I'm like, oh, that's, that's almost like cows, right? Yeah, just saying. I was, yeah, I was you, thinking the yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See a bad cow in the group, you're like, we're in the herd, and you're like, mm, nope, nope. Oh, Looks like steaks tonight, here. or we're okay, going to make some money. You got a mark. Yeah. Next year, you don't, or not making a good weaning weight. Yeah. Right. Bye bye. Yeah, you're going bye. to town. Right. Yep. You'll be at McDonald's or somewhere. <laughs> why are you going to waste you your time on it? Right. Why are you going to waste your effort and your money on it? Yep. That is exactly the way God looks at Christians. Yep. If if you are doing nothing, if you aren't moving, 
that's probably why there's a lot of Christians out there is like, well, but it's because I don't feel anything or nothing's happening or, you know, God's not calling me. It's like, no, it's actually probably your fault. Have you asked? <laughs> have you asked? <laughs> have, you, have you tried? Well, you don't have, have you your eye lately? on the right direction. Right. right. God's called all of us. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. And he's then as Jesus says that every single one who, who calls and God, the God knows is going to accept, they cannot be taken away. Right. So that's the other thing. You don't have to have a fear of being like, oh, I'm not going to live up to it or I'm going to fail or anything like that. If you move, you'll move. It'll happen. I mean, it's, we can see that with all the stuff we're doing around the church. Right. Talking about the play day, talking mm-hmm. about putting this podcast together, talking about all the different things we're doing. Like every single one of them at the beginning, at least even from what I've seen, it just it's like, how are we going to do this? Right. And then. By the time it happens, we're like, how did we do that? <laughs> and we all just go say, Are we thank you, God. Yeah, yeah, next thank year. God. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, God. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is cool how, I mean, even, I mean, we're not bragging on ourselves, but it is kind of cool to, to see the different things that God has done through us and that all the different events that we have done, you know, I think it's awesome. It yeah. goes to our conversations, like you said earlier, when we're talking to people. God works through us in them little conversations. Mm. We don't get to have long conversations there at work. Mm-mm. Or at least I don't. You might sometimes. But anyway. No, because I might miss a bit and then you get mad at me. <laughs> hey, Eric, you're we talking too much. On, we pick up on one or two little things yeah. that you don't know. But the next time you, we get another moment to talk, it's expounded upon again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I got something to say. Oh, pipe up, Chachi. Okay. So... You can't rewrite the Bible because it's actually their history because it was for Jesus because Jesus like wanted to put this in the story so everybody would know the word of God and the gospel and stuff. And um, he just wanted to give that to everybody so everybody knew that Every time when they read the Bible would be they will they will read about God and every time when they do read about God they get more and more closer to God so if you rewrite that and and just change something it's not going to be true and you can't just make stuff up in the Bible. It is God's word and he tries to make that so everybody can get closer and closer to him. That is so true. She nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the table. <laughs> that's why there's a, there's a Bible out that came out, I think, uh, probably two, three, maybe four years ago. It's called the Passion Bible mm-hmm. as written mm-hmm. and endorsed by um, uh, Bethel church huge Mm -hmm. mega church they got Mm -hmm. massive churches all over the place and it is i think it's about 30 percent bigger than the regular bible they've added 30 percent more to it for Mm. context they Mm. say and it's supposedly you know again of course the guy who wrote it says it was you know oh god spoke to me and, and and i wrote this whole new bible but you know every single actual you know apologist that i have heard talk about it are, are like this thing is an abomination is what it is this is wow. this is you are warned against that as well as as yeah. hannah was saying there's a verse in the bible that says you cannot take a word away right don't change a word that's there's perfect a, it's there's the a reason why it's uh 
been going on this long and not been changed right. for this long. Yep. 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 So one of the guys I work with who I've been kind of discipling to and, and, and actually through some stuff in his life, he's definitely finding him, finding God again and finding church and, and hopefully I'm getting his daughter into it too. Cause he's got a daughter who's, I think she's like six now. And I'm like, yeah, if you start her now, get her into it now. And it, it's, it's important. It's incredibly important for her salvation. And, um, you know, he, he, we, he of course had a lot of the same pushbacks. A lot of people in the world do now. It's like, mm -hmm. how can I believe this? Like how, you know, how can I trust this? This is a book written by men. And, and you know, today's technology, I shared with him a meme that actually, or a meme video that actually I think put it in great context. It was like, you know, what atheists believe. And it shows the 12 uh, apostles sitting around like a fire, supposedly right after Jesus, you know, was crucified. And they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He goes, I got an idea. Let's go get his body and we're going to steal it from the tomb. And we'll just say he was resurrected. And they're all like, yeah, that's a great idea. And the guy goes, okay, what are we going to do then? He goes, well, then we're going to be murdered for it. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's what atheists literally try to convince people to believe yeah. is that this is made up. That those, these men in history, they are, uh, there are multiple other accounts of all of these, well, not all of them, but most of these men's lives and other histories, and they were all brutally murdered for what they were preaching. Now, as I was saying to him, I could understand that if one person sacrificed themselves in that way, mm -hmm. right? There are people out there who have done things like that before, right, right. right? You know, Jonestown and other things like that. But to get not just the 12, but all of the others around them too who were persecuted, tortured, mm -hmm. and murdered and didn't waver from their belief because of what they saw. They mm -hmm. really saw it. They were there. there that, that right there to me proves that it is not made up. Mm -hmm. You could not get 12 people to Agree go to their long. death. <laughs> yes, to go to their <laughs> right. death agreeing that this happened. And, and again, not just simple death. I mean, yeah. they were stoned, clubbed, speared, boiled alive. I mean, so many well, horrible things. But there's, there's, there's historical and scientific accounts, too. Yeah. Right? I mean, history tells us that Jesus really did walk the face of the earth. Yep. History tells us that the day that Jesus died, there were three men on the cross. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, Science tells us that Jesus really died because in, in the Gospel of John, it says he was pierced with the spear. John saw what? Water. Blood and, and water, water flow. Yep. That can only happen through death when you pierce the heart, right? Like when you die and you pierce the heart, in the, the lung and the heart, water's going to flow out as part of it. That, it's hydro. There's no surviving yeah, that. It's hydro something rather. I don't remember the. There's a there's a the, there's the water there that surrounds right, your lungs there's, and there's heart. There's a medical terminology, right? And so, like we, you know it. it. It's proof. And then not only that, you have historical accounts of people. F hundreds of people saw Jesus walking. Yeah, like right, Josephus. Didn't see it himself, but right. he wrote about he, how many people he talked to. He yeah, said, no, I saw him. Exactly. I heard him preach. I, and and you that's know. not like that. That's not just accounts straight from scripture. That is worldly accounts, worldly historical accounts that say, hey, this man, Jesus walked. This man, Jesus died. This man, Jesus walked after death. <laughs> yep. Like. And then there's historical accounts of the apostles performing yes. miracles yeah. in other places, yeah. not by biblical historians, but by other historians from other areas. 
So even his apostles went out and did miracles, and yeah. those are recorded too. There's so much evidence. There is no other history book right. that has this much evidence for it. Even mm -hmm. the stuff that Hannah is studying in history class has we, less evidence than the Bible does. We, we don't use books. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember how much, how much stuff were we taught when we yeah. were in school mm -hmm. yeah. that we now know was not true? Yeah, they right. just made it up. You know what yeah, I just right. found out the other day? Bears don't actually hibernate. They do not go to sleep for the entire winter. They sleep a lot. They don't yeah. move a lot. They still lumber around and do stuff. They're not like what we kind of were taught was, oh, yeah, winter comes. They sleep go to sleep the for four they go, months. They go to den and sleep. Yeah. yeah. No. No. They, that, that's not true. They reduce everything they do because they need to store energy. There's less stuff out there, but it's not like they're sleeping that whole time. I'm like, yeah. But it's, it's yeah, much fine. easier, though, for our human brain to justify those answers yeah. than it is to actually study and learn knowing we're not going to know the whole mystery because mm -hmm. we're not supposed to we're supposed to know what we need to know and that's it right but it's a lot easier for us to sit here and say okay i, I figured the justification out of that, that i can i i can wrap my mind around that better than i can just this and there again there goes your laziness you know mm -hmm. I, yeah it's funny ahead, uh, yeah no why why told me this I think it was last week. He goes, what happens when a teacher makes a mistake? It's called a theory. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean, like, you're right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Is that how, a joke about Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how many, I mean, how many planets do we have? Right. Right. How many planets do we have, Hannah? We got the Earth. We got the Sun. Venus. Um, Mars. Sun's a star. Oh. It's all right. I thought, okay. I thought you might it's remember faster, but there's yeah. eight planets eight now. Planets. You know, there was nine when we grew so, up. Let's yeah. There was Pluto. Did Pluto. one blow up? What happened? No. Well, so, look, there was Pluto. I want it faster. I want it <laughs> yeah. I want it now. It's all right. I wasn't going to make you struggle with remembering all of them. There was Pluto, and then they got rid of Pluto, and then it was Planet X. Yep. Right. And now they've proven it's really there. And then they got rid of Planet X, oh. and so now we're back down to eight. Oh, really? Yeah. But they just recently discovered there's another planet there's another way planet. out was, there. And they say it might be that. big enough to be a real planet. We might it's be back in, to nine again. Do, do you know where it's at? I, I don't in the no. same area where Pluto would have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the planets just blew up. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. No. You're right, though. We were taught that as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Nine planets. Nine yeah. planets. Also and then when like, our kids are saying Pluto doesn't exist, you're like, what? Why? What happened? <laughs> Who took that away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I actually didn't knew like Pluto was away or like Planet X was away. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know if Planet X was here, but I knew there was a Pluto, but I didn't know they took it away. Yeah. Like, where? We're, we're talking about planets, not that goof troop stuff you want. <laughs> 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 Sometimes cool. I wish we had video. Just I know, I know. We no. will someday. We will, as soon as we get some people to help sponsor our podcast, those, yeah. those faces that Hannah just made there, oh, those are great. Mm -hmm. Those are fantastic. Let me let me put this quote out here in a question and just kind of get your all's thoughts here. This is I don't know one hundred percent true if this is from Gandhi, but this is a Gandhi quote. It says, it "says I like your Christ. I don't like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike Christ." Yeah. Hmm. Yep. 
Wow. Yeah. That actually goes right in line with a quote I saw just the other day from uh, Teller, you know, from Penn and Teller. Oh, yeah. You know, he's an atheist. Yeah. But yep. he would, he's, there's a video out there of him saying, he goes, I have zero respect for a Christian who does not share the gospel with me, even though I don't believe it. Because mm-hmm. that's like I'm sitting here talking to you. And you see a semi truck bearing barreling down on me that is going to obliterate me, and you don't want to tell me about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's a really great way wow. of putting it. Yeah. You don't want to share the gospel with someone. You know that without it, they are damned to a fiery eternal hell. Yeah, and you're afraid to tell them about it. Wow. I was like, man, that's convicting. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I well, I think you like in the beginning of our podcast. I don't know, probably 55 episodes ago, but yeah. you said something about, uh, you know, the, the, the stats of us sharing our, our faith with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, most Christians don't share your, their faith with anybody else. Yep. And so why don't we, you know, why that's the good news, right? We Satan be... is making us afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. He has convinced so many people and it's getting worse and worse and right. worse. Right. You can, you can lose your job. Mm-hmm. You can be ostracized from your friends and family. It is getting, it's not as bad as it was for the original Christians in the Bible, right. but it is going that way. Mm-hmm. It's and still there. It's yes. still there. Yeah. And yeah. on the trajectory I see it going, I don't see a way of recovering. You look at the difference between the people who are, who, who are against Christianity and Christians. We are not going to succeed at con- convincing them around I, I i love it when people say i'm you know praying for universal revival in the united states and we turn back into a christian nation i don't think it's going to happen because what was it it's something like 60 to 70 percent of democrats wanted anyone who wouldn't take the covid shot to be put in jail they believed that if you didn't take the experimental covid shot you should be in jail i can't i can't find a lot of common ground with someone who believes I should be in jail for not wanting to take an experimental drug, right? I, I don't understand how to square back with that person because I have no enmity towards them, but they clearly do towards me. Right. They want to see me punished for that. Can I tell you of a biblical account? Oh, I'd love to hear a biblical account. Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. City of Nineveh. That's right. true. Right. Go to Nineveh, right. preach, yep. turn, or die. Yep. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and so I mean and that's it, what we should be saying. That's um. That's it, I, I think it could happen. Yeah. I, I think we could see a a true revival across America if the right people step up. Yep. We just have to step up and be willing to share. Mm-hmm. without fear without fear of punishment without fear of I don't know what I'm going to say because that is a lot of excuses I hear mm-hmm. um, when, when I talk to young people hey why aren't you sh- like do you share your testimony do you share the gospel with people well no why not because I don't I, I don't have all the answers I don't know what they're what, what to say that doesn't matter mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that I mean hello Moses didn't know what he was going to say Right. Yep. He couldn't even talk. He stuttered bad. Yeah. And and so we have to step up. If we want to change these statistics, we have to step up. We, us, Christian men, mm-hmm. need to step up first. Right. And do it. Yep. And, and it could be as little as talking to people, and it could be as easy as doing a podcast. Yeah. Because we had no idea what we were doing. And no. you got a couple of hillbillies that are sitting around a table just talking about God. 
right? I mean, yeah. and then anybody in the world can listen to this. Yep. And then why aren't we flooding the networks with Christian podcasts? Why aren't there 55 million, you know, podcasters out there talking about God? I don't know. I don't know. They, because they'd rather talk about the whatever happened at the newest movie or the Maybe. celebrity gossip or right. what's going on with this political thing. They're that, political. I mean, yeah. They, there's so it. many political podcasts there out are. there. And they have like millions of viewers. Yep. Right? Yeah. So why are we getting involved in stuff like that instead of about God? You know, and that, you're right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I see it. It could go either way. Well, it starts right here with us doing the podcast, starts with our family, starts with our neighbors. Mm -hmm. It don't have to be nothing other than a conversation. That's just it. We don't have to go to the national level. We have to take care of what's close to us we, and then so, let that grow, mm -hmm. and it will work. But. We are responsible for what God's put in front of us. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yes. You yep. know, like, and, and this is when, when people are like, oh, we, I'm praying for revival. I'm like, okay, revival where? In America, okay. What about for you? Mm -hmm. Is there a revival in your life that's going to happen? Because if you don't, if you, if don't, you have don't have it, it it's not happening. Yep. Like we we're talking about having a revival service here in a couple of weeks. Okay, that's great. We can have services, but if God hasn't sparked that revival, or you haven't allowed God to change your life for your revival, your own personal revival, revival's not going to happen. Yep, it's not going to happen. Yep. And it's interesting, you know, to see somebody say, I'm praying for revival. And then do you see them in the Sunday morning Bible study? Do you see them in the Wednesday night Bible study? Or right? at the revival. Or at the or revival. Every <laughs> night of the revival. How dare you guys. But, you know, you know the, the good example for that were those college kids, those college campuses yeah. doing yes. those prayers. I mean, yeah. that was a great, I mean, that started with a few kids. And then now it was nationwide. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. kept going I mean, and kept going. And, and these things will happen. And yes. I, I don't mean to say that we won't still create more Christians or that we won't be able to recover some. But what I am seeing, and this is it's politically is one side of it. It's being driven. But there's also the religious side of it, too, where we are we're grouping into our camps. Mm -hmm. We're getting right. ready for it. Right. There's a reason we moved here to Arkansas because mm -hmm. we, we said we need to move somewhere. One of the first things we looked at is like, okay, where is God, right? Because I, I, I get it. For if you're called to a mission, you're supposed to go where God isn't and bring it there. Right. I have a, a different mission right now, right? I have, I have my wife to have to take care of mm -hmm. and think about. I can't do that. Now, if I didn't, I probably would have been convicted in a different way because I've always been like that. I've always been kind of, let's go out, let's do something new, let's go somewhere new. Let's, you know, so I, I do have this weird conflict inside about that because part of me would be like, oh, it'd be really, it'd be really em empowering to be able to say i'm going to go to south america i'm going to go to africa i'm going to go to one of these other places and do a mission like that um but no, i don't it, see that's my calling because of what god has put for me to do right. which is why i'm doing the podcast instead i could we i've looked at the analytics there are people listening from all over the world to this mm -hmm. right we don't even have that many listeners or followers yet we're still getting pings from countries all over the world and i don't know if they're listening to the whole thing or just checking it out for a second i really don't know how to track all that yet right but it's you can do something no matter what situation you're mm -hmm. in no matter where you are you can either go to where God's moving or you can bring God with you wherever you're at and do something about it. So, and I think calling more people to do it, if it is, and, and I don't want to say it's wrong either for us to be grouping together. It's exactly what the Christians did 
in we're reading Acts right now, right when, you know, Pentecost happens and the Holy Spirit indwells them all and they start really saving people and thousands of people are converted and they are all grouping together. Mm -hmm. They are all living together. They are all sharing everything together. And again, I'm not saying that's what Christians today are called to do, but they did it back then for a very important reason. They had to for their safety. Right, because from that point on, they were constantly persecuted and murdered by everybody. So I was going to throw this in there, but what you said was more important. What this is, but <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there for the podcast people that wanted to go, you know, follow the politician or politics and all the actors and everything. Here, here's something for you. Go ahead and read that. Jesus said, I'll be back way before Arnold did. <laughs> That's, yes. a great one. Yeah. That's a great yeah. one. <laughs> so like I said, it's more important what you said, but yep. I, I was going to throw that in there since he brought that up. I, I know through. the next meme I'm going to make already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get, him, get him some shades on. And <laughs> yeah. I said it before Arnold. Yeah. That's great. That's a good one. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so, yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there. That's pretty funny. That was funny. No, that was <laughs> yep. nice. Yeah. And I've, I've heard two people talk about a couple different ways, of, you know, of when they think Jesus is coming back, right? There's kind of, I've heard one story of there's the, you know, you never know when the last person to be saved is. Mm -hmm. You There is, is God waiting for, for Joe Blow over here? And as soon as he's saved, that's the one he was waiting for. Got the numbers we need. Here comes Jesus. Right now, that's a nice way to look at it. I don't think that's exactly how it's going to go, but there will be the last person saved mm -hmm. before Jesus returns. Right. How, I mean, how special would that be if you were like, you know, you just got somebody, they just, you know, were like, yes, I'm coming. And they're like, yeah, I, you know, thank you for everything you've done. I, I totally believe in Christ. And then bam, Jesus comes back. <laughs> and you're like, yes, got one in at the, le <laughs> right. at the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> But personally, when I read Revelations, what I see is it says, as in the days of Noah, this is when he comes back. And what was going on in the days of Noah? Noah and his family were the only righteous people left on earth. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was sinners. Now, I don't know if that means it has to get that bad. I don't know. But I unfortunately have a little bit maybe of a pessimistic view. I think it's going to get worse before he comes. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see heavy persecution again before he comes. Nothing like the people in the end times are going to have to face. That's a whole other podcast to talk about that stuff. Yeah. But, but hey, that's Sunday morning. You Sunday school right now. Yeah, yeah. Got, got All right. Revelation. Yeah, it's good. It's a good book. It's a good book. Do you want to come sit out there with us? I'm on my second time studying through it, trying to understand it. Right? Yeah, because uh, you know, even like Wyatt, you know, he's really, you know, he's tells me all the time he's been called to be a preacher, right? Uh, and so, you know, he's always. Do you think God's going to come during our generation? That's what he asked me all the time. You think he's going to come now, you know, when you're alive? And I said, buddy, we'll never know. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, we won't know. And I says, all the times, you know, 41 years on this earth, and all the preachers I've ever heard all preach on the end times, right? Oh, I think God's coming. It's closer and closer. You're right. It is closer today than it was yesterday. But, you know, we don't know. You yeah. know, when, when God comes, he... We probably need to live like it, though. We do. That's, yeah, what, that's so, what I tell him. I said, we got to live like he's coming tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we don't know when it's coming, so go out, share. That's it, share. I mean, yep, because he's coming like lightning. 
when it happens, it's not going to be like, a, ooh, I think I heard about something going on over there in, in the Middle East or something going on here Let's or there. Let's check our phones and see what it says. Right. <laughs> it even says that. You, you know, and, uh, he's not going to be hiding in a cave. He's not going to be... In an eye. Yes. It is... We're going to know in an instant that it happened. Yeah, Probably people, because we're gone. And a lot of, and I hear a lot of people you know, say that you know, there's going to be massive revivals, right? But if you look at the mission field in other countries, there's massive revivals going on in other countries. Oh, yep. You know, the, but there has been. Yeah. There has been since he, he resurrected. Right. Yep. There I has mean, been. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all over. I mean, even now, you know, all we try to look at is the U.S., right? We look at us. We look at our little community yeah. and we're like, well, there's not that much revival going on in our little town. Yeah, but if you look at the, the, the whole area, yeah. right, you see revivals going on in other countries or... You know, even colleges when they did, you know, their prayers. Who knows how many people got saved with that? You know, we, it's all over. It's going yep. on all over the place. Yeah. It is. Yep. And what we can help out with, too, is maybe if you, you don't feel comfortable preaching to an unconverted Christian, maybe you can work on the discipleship side of things. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can take those new Christians and make sure they get the real important facts, right. get those core tenets in. So if you're uncomfortable talking to somebody who doesn't know Christ yet, well, then plug yourself in with the new Christians and help out, even if it's just being there with them, right? Maybe you just sit through that class with them, too, if you're completely uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's something where I think anyone at any level in their Christian walk can just sit down in a Bible study with a new Christian and either help or learn together right. with them. And, and here's, right. here's the best thing to say. This is what I tell students this is what i tell a lot of people is if you're talking with someone about about scripture about jesus helping them grow in their faith and they ask you a question you don't know the best thing to tell them is i don't know but i'll find out mm -hmm. yep don't come up with some answer on the spot because your answer is probably going to be incorrect yeah don't like, make it like up. i 99 sure that your answer will be incorrect but if you say i don't know i'll go find out a, if they're not a believer, you just open the door to come back to have another discussion about Jesus with them. Yep. Right. And we all have supercomputers in our pocket. We do now. Right. Where, yeah. Which also have everyone we know in there. Yeah. And so you could probably at any point be like, hold on, Daniel. <laughs> hey, Daniel, let me put you on speakerphone. <laughs> Can you help so, me with this? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying you yeah. don't have to be the perfect Christian. No. We I won't mean, be until the end. Right. No, and you don't you don't have to be some seminary graduate either yeah, to exactly. to do this. Like right. Yep. That's a whole nother podcast that, for me that though. Is, that is. There's twelve ordinary men. Yeah. <laughs> no different than us. No. Right. No. See, right. I set myself up for that. That's why I wanted to say perfect Christian. Acting like perfect acting perfect in church is like dressing up for an X ray. <laughs> <laughs> had to get that one out of the way too that's my only funny one so that's good no, that's <laughs> really good that was good but that hurt right there do you have something you want to say Hannah I just forgot something it's okay uh, it comes yeah. back to you yeah it does it happens it's, to all of us yeah all the time especially Jed mm. old age <laughs> we know when Jed leans up he's got something to say because I mean it takes a a lot to get out of that high chair. <laughs> Boost himself up. Well, you put the tray too close. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm eating your carrots. <laughs> and you you also have the Bible if you really have something, if you really need to look at. and um, A guide. 
Yeah. Yep. And if, if Daniel, like, says a question and you say, I don't know, let me find out, and you could just flip over pages and look at the an- if it's in the book, and then you can just go back to Daniel and say the answer. Yeah. Right. Yep, there's that, too. And Perfect you also, study guide. You also have to know yeah. that for when people tell you something that you know isn't true. Yep. And you have to be able, and, and this is one thing that this is a, a good lesson, I think, that, that everyone should take is you don't want to say, no, you're wrong. You want to say, can you show me where that is? Mm-hmm. That'll, that will shut down 99% of the misunderstandings, misinterpretations, because most of the time they didn't even read it themselves. Yeah. They saw it on Facebook right. and they're just repeating something they saw there. <laughs> like it's truth. And you say, oh yeah, really? That, that's in the Bible. Where does it say that in the Bible? Can you show me that? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, uh, yeah. And even if they show you, then you both know then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you, then, but you also <laughs> might be able to say, well, let's look at the context, yeah, right? Really. Let's read exactly. a few verses before so, that. Let's read a few verses after that. But you could also say, hey, let's check over the Bible first and make sure you're good. Ans- if, if your answer is uh, good and stuff and check over your answers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We could do a whole podcast on the things that people say are in the Bible that aren't. I think that's actually one we can slate up for later. I don't know if we got enough time for that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right? Money is the root of all evil. Right. Kind of goes back to what Randy said earlier about Uh Hannah getting help with her homework. Yeah. There's other ways to get things done. It doesn't matter how you go from A to B, as long as we have that book there and they're saved and yep. they learn. That's the only thing. Doesn't matter how we get there. Yep. Guiding us. Guiding us. Yes. Guiding us. Yep. It is. It's, and we are so spoiled to have it. And not only do we have the Bible, right. but you know, I've got apps on my phone that let me search the Bible mm-hmm. in seconds. I can type in four or five words and hit search because I'm like, I know this verse exists. I just have no idea where it is. And it can find it for me in, in moments. And you, you know, you can save your favorite verses, screenshot them. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, there's so many things that people back then did not have. Right. And that's why, again, what we're studying Acts right now and the, the, you know, Peter's first sermon, he starts spouting off huge lines of Old Testament. Like, I mean, more Bible verses than any one of us probably could pull out of our head right now without opening the Bible. He didn't even have a physical copy to look at. Mm. And that's, that's one of the things that I think is really important to understand. And as you were talking about before, you don't have to worry about what you're going to say. If you are coming at it from the right place, if you are bringing God with and saying, okay, God, it's your turn. You're, you got to do this because I can't do this. That's where the Holy Spirit, yeah, the Holy Spirit, Spirit works. It's always too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, that's always. what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You, you could go in there completely blank of mind. And as long as your intention is not to lift yourself up and right. make yourself right. look smart, yep. if you're going in and saying, Lord, I need to help this person. I need your help. I am incapable of this on my mm-hmm. own. You can say that prayer in your head in two seconds. And then start talking, and you will be amazed at what will come yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah. And that's where, like, sometimes when you read um, and you go, I don't know what I just read. What did I just read? And we said it earlier. Sometimes what you read is not meant for you. It's meant for someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because God led you to read that passage so that way later on when you're speaking with them, the Holy Spirit can bring it back up to your mind yes. to share with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so true. All right, let me get your thoughts on this since we broke for a second. It says, if Christ has not been raised, 
Our preaching is worthless, and so is your faith. Mm-hmm. That's 100% correct. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's 100% correct. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I was waiting on some more, yeah. <laughs> more feedback. Yeah. Yeah. I agree because, I mean, if it wasn't proven or if it was just another person, what are you really, what, what's what's the background for it? I mean, you're just going to be talking about somebody. That- yeah. And, I, you know, when I talked to Mark, you know, that was, that was great when working for him too. We'd have these conversations all the time. And he brought up a good point as well. And it stuck with me is, you know, if you're talking to somebody that doesn't believe in the Bible, right? If, if what they're saying, uh, you know, doesn't, if it doesn't, you know, if, if it doesn't really matter, everything they said doesn't really matter. What everything I say or what we, we try to preach or what we try to teach out of the Bible, if none of it, none of this was true, then none of this would matter, Right. So, I mean, we would lose a lot, right? I mean, the Bible has been around for a very, very long time. Jesus died on the cross, right? All of this matters. If a non-believer preaches on something that's different, and if that doesn't matter, then it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, yeah. because that goes away, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If what we're saying doesn't really matter, then none of this matters. Right. Then and there's the, so much that matters when we're into this. That's a lot of matter. I know. It is a lot of matter. Yeah. It's getting I mean, heavy in here. It's it is. confused. It's, it's a lot more. I don't. I was trying to think. I have my train of thought here lost. But it's a lot harder to uh, uh, move on. I've already. Yeah. I, so, like, when he, told, when he told me that, I had to sit on that for like a week or two. You know, just really think about that where you're absolutely correct. I mean, if they're if they're wrong, none of that stuff mattered. Yeah. If we're wrong, you know, none of this matters. But there's so much evidence pointing to the truth of this. Right. And oh. been around a very long time. How does it not matter? You know what I mean? Like that's and no, like we talk about simpleness and like you know, like me and Jed's mind is almost like alike because we're so simple minded. Like I'm a simple minded person, and sometimes it it gets to me. It gets frustrating for me. Where like you don't believe in this. Like, why? Like, why don't you? Like, I'm very simple-minded. Like, this is, like, for me, it, this is, yeah. this is, like, Jesus is the only way. Right. That's it. Like, yeah. like yeah. simple. That's what I was going to say was, it's a lot easier to argue about this than actually to sit here and believe it. Right. Right. I mean, in terms of today, I'm, I would rather argue with you instead of actually listen to grace and forgiveness. Yeah, because that's our nature now. We just want to, we want, we got all the facts here, but it's still not good enough. Right. Right. And this is all built on, on faith. It takes faith to believe. So now you talk about our generation. Okay. You said we have every tool known to man pretty much. Now we got our pocket computer. Mm -hmm. We have the Bible. We have all of this and we just have to have faith. Mm -hmm. That's it. We, but we have all the documentation. We have all. But we know that we know the story from the very beginning to the very end. But that's hard for us because, as humans, we want proof. It, you know what I mean? Like we want yeah. proof of something, not just. But let the people me in the Bible off. had right. proof, right? Exactly. And they still didn't believe. Exactly. It. Right. So like, exactly. we're, and nothing's changed today. And nothing's changed. No. Right? Yeah. We still we're we're built on faith. Like yeah. we have to have the faith. And like I I heard somebody say that you know the angels you know, rejoice when they become saved because we got to have faith yes. to do this. Right. Yep. Yeah. But just like to go back to your 
being simple minded, why, you know, getting frustrated, why don't people believe this? Mm -hmm. It's because most people, they want physical proof in their hands right then and there. Yeah. To understand but it. which they you know, believe but, so but, many things without that. I know exactly right? everything, that, everything yeah. that you do has that, that faith. Exactly right? yep. everything that we exactly. in our daily routines is yeah. faith. But now just having faith in Jesus, saying that you know that He died and, on the cross for me, and, and part of that too is because now they're like, oh, I have to give, I have to give something up, right? Is is what they believe is mm. which which really when you become a Christian, your life is no longer your own, right? Yep, right. And yep. so I mean, you could, are technically like you're you're giving up your wants, your desires, right. your wills, yep. for God's wants, mm-hmm. desires, and wills. Yep. You when you drive down the road in your car, you have faith that your airbag works, that your brakes work, that all these things are going to work for right, you. Right. You have to, right? Yes. You may have inspected it. You may have checked it. That doesn't mean that in 10 minutes, something isn't going to go horribly wrong, mm-hmm. right? Or I mean, the I'm sure you're sitting in, right? What we were taught as kids all the time was a chair that you sat in. Yeah. You have faith that that's going to hold you up. Right. I mean, you just, I'm, I'm still sure, thinking about that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody listening has seen that recent video that came out of that truck tire popping off and yeah. going underneath that SUV oh, yeah, yeah. and just sent that thing launching into the air. Right? Do you think that guy in that truck knew his tire was coming off? He had no. faith it was going to stick on. Now it didn't. Because that's a physical thing. That's not the Bible. But again, people have faith in all these structures all the time when they go out into society and work. And yet they won't have faith in something that is proven in a lot of ways, way more ways than most of the stuff they know. And And also kind of on the similar side to what you were saying, you know, if we're wrong and this is not true. Right. It actually doesn't matter. Right. Oh, what was the downside? We were nice to people. Right. We, you know, took care of each other. Yeah, we morals, were pretty happy. Yeah. We had great morals. We didn't hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. If we had play dates, right. car shows. Right. <laughs> yeah. if, if the people who don't believe the Bible are wrong, it's damnation and hellfire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, right. I don't a, know. What yeah. would you it's choose? a pretty stark difference. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that. God doesn't love you, but he loves you when you have, like, faith in everything. And, like, I'm trusting this microphone to talk to these people right now (laughs) and other things. You just have to have faith, and God loves when you have faith because it just goes. Glorifies him. It does. Well, it's so simple that a child can understand it. It's so true, though. And that's but why man, I understand it. But man makes it, yeah. <laughs> a lot of exactly. us do because of that. But man makes it so complex. Well, right, and that's I why more this, children yeah. believe in God. And then as they get older, they stop because they start believing in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we start thinking, I know more than the Bible. Right. And I did all that. Where was that at? You know. I know no. nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even miracles are still happening today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and sometimes we just want to overlook them and just go, oh, we're just lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People chalk so much up to luck. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think luck exists at no, all. Well, not. actually, I take that back. There's a uh, fallen angel named luck. And that's just, you know, he works with the devil. But that's a total <laughs> other topic. We'll talk about that another time. That wasn't good luck. Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> right. You got to sacrifice things for luck. Right. Right. You yeah. you you have to people literally make blood sacrifices for luck. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's not. 
I, I try to talk to, to my daughter about that all the time when we say certain things like, yeah, oh, good luck. And I still say it. I'm like, I shouldn't. That's actually not really biblical right, to say. Right. Or gosh, what was it? She just said something the other day. And I was like, actually, we shouldn't say that. And I know I've said it. And I wish I could remember it right now. But we had a good conversation about why that that doesn't follow scripture. So we should just not even say these seemingly innocuous words, just a comeback that people say. Mm-hmm. But in, 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 again, I wish I could remember it right now, but it was something similar to just saying like, good luck to somebody, right? And that's, that's not that much difference than saying, I'm gonna pray to the God of luck for you. Mm-hmm. That is not a Christian yeah. thing at all. Oh, so yeah. much more. Yeah. yeah. We could talk about luck with cowboys too. Right? <laughs> sure could. Be a cowboy hat, right? Sure could. Sure could. Yeah. Your horseshoes. You're right. Yeah. Above the door. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then we we even said that at the. Don't, like, yeah. Hang it above your door. You'll yeah. get luck. Yeah. Don't don't put your cowboy hat on the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't that's burn bad, it. That's don't, bad luck. Don't put it. Don't down. put it down. Opening right. down. You gotta yeah. turn it up. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. No, so that'd be funny. Just, Don't put your Bible on the ground or all the Holy Spirit falls out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I bet you the next podcast will be what you wanted to do on the second part, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll probably yeah. have to get to part yeah. two. This is the because yeah, we actually we're already at like two hours. Yeah. We've been, oh, well. we've been chatting. Yeah. There's a lot to talk I can't about. Wait for this the thing. next one too. Yeah, next one's yeah. gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, so we'll keep tomorrow, right? About Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. Why don't we just come well, on? Well, it's funny because Autumn's like, "What's today's topic on?" Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Wasn't that all the time? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this is so easy. Right. <laughs> right. That's what it's about. But yeah. it's mostly it's mostly Jesus instead of like about, the other things. Yeah, it's not yeah. about us. It's about yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah, about absolutely. God. It's absolutely. That's all. That's also. That's everything. Is what it's about. All yep. of it, all of it. And as long as we keep that in mind, as long as that's our goal, as long as that's our, our mission. That's our mission. Yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. We will have the power, the energy, the, everything we need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as we said from the beginning, I don't, we don't care if we end up with, you know, 40 followers or 40,000 followers. That's keep, not what we're in this for. Keep, don't keep the main yep. thing the main thing, and the main thing is Jesus. That's, that's exactly it. right. So. We want to spread it to other people that don't go to church right yeah yep. right and exactly and somebody right. could find this in 20 years from now right in some weird archive on whatever t- form of internet exists at that time yeah what and, are these guys doing yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and at least hopefully they find some god and they find a few laughs yeah <laughs> yeah exactly well, you got well, you got any quotes to close this out? Right I here? got one. Do you want to finish it? That was kind of a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I stole my thunder. I was fixing to ask that. Ah, Thanks. You want to say it or you want me to say it, Hannah? Faith and fear both demand you believe in something you cannot see. You choose. Well, there you go. That's yeah. a really good I like one. It. Good That's one. a really good one. Yeah. How many people are yeah. afraid of something they don't that doesn't even exist, right? Or that they don't even know will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, kids in the boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen them? Yeah, right. Uh, yes. No. Uh, <laughs> He's across the table uh, from me. Monsters in your closet. <laughs> Didn't they make a movie about that? Monsters in They made a couple. It must be true. Hollywood made it. Hollywood made it. <laughs> so. Well, gentlemen, lady, young lady, good. 
was good. Good, good discussion. Yeah, yeah. I hope I, I hope somebody out there finds Jesus. I I mm-hmm. could go That's all night, it. but That's it. I actually gotta. Yeah, I gotta go take some pain meds. So mm-hmm. remember, I said I went to the chiropractor. That's <laughs> uh, because I've had a rib that has slipped out and oh, in. Got so, a rib uh, right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's why that's why laughing hurts a little bit um, from time to time. So, but yeah, it's good medicine, man. You should try it. <laughs> I gotta take some pain medicine too. Not when the rib hurts. Study, studying insurance. <laughs> so, so. My brain hurts. Yeah. Uh, thanks for stuff. joining us, Hannah. Yeah, thanks for joining yeah, us, yeah, Hannah. We yeah, appreciate yeah. it. You did awesome. Some good, uh, some good knowledge coming from over yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Now I wish I could come every day. <laughs> <laughs> so do we. Yeah. Somebody like to close us in prayer? Yeah. Right, go ahead, Derek. Uh, just, dear Lord, just thank you for today. and Just thank you for all the many blessings that you have uh, that you've done. And, and Lord, I just want to thank you for the group of men that are here in this room that... Uh, that we all have the same mission in mind, Lord, that it's just all about you. And, and, and we just want to tell more people about you. And, and Lord, just tell people about the good news. Uh, and Lord, just, just watch over each one of us as we travel home. And, and, and Lord, just, uh, just please be with us. And, you know, and the things that we say and that we do, Lord, that we, that they can see uh, you through us, Lord. And, uh, and Lord, just please just help us when we talk to folks about you, Lord. And uh, just please uh, protect us in, in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows.com at fbchawasi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.